Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. We're back with another side special. These will sometimes appear on the odd occasion that someone mildly related to Bond will need to be discussed. This week we will only be discussing Flash Gordon, the 1980 space cult rock adventure of epic erotic proportions. Now, did someone say epic? Well, you can't have epic without bringing along the epic lilt of Mr. Ian McIntosh. Hello. There you go. Football journalist, multi-author and owner of the smoothest voice in Radio Land. <laughs> How's that? That's wonderful. It's, yeah. it's, it's not entirely true, but it's very nice. It's a good place to start. Yeah, it was lovely. So Flash Gordon. Oh. You were excited about this. Yeah, this is a really strange one because I can't recall a time in my life when I hadn't watched Flash Gordon, which means that I would have watched it very early. I've spoken to my parents about this, and I think I would have watched it when I was about five or six. I don't think I've watched it until a couple of days ago. I don't think I watched it until maybe 15, 20 years ago, and I watched it again with fresh eyes. I've made some notes. Yes. About 2,000 words. <laughs> I've had some, some extra phone calls with my parents to mm. say, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, there are some moments in this film where you just... It's so dark. I saw this as a child. I know. Yeah. Maybe this actually explains a lot. It's a breakthrough. Well, I mean, let's, let's get cracking. Let's right? get cracking. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, because I usually make two pages of notes, but I, I broke that rule. I made three for this film. So we're going to be here a while, I think. <laughs> so first of all, I should say that this was originally going to be a Nicholas Rogue film, I found out. Right. He dropped out, and Mike Hodges, the director of Get Carter, jumped in. It's obviously the obvious choice for a sci-fi <laughs> <coughs> space adventure. But yeah, so we kick off with the whole film starts with Ming being bored. None of this would have happened if Ming had like Scrabble. Or just a friend. Or just you a friend. We've got Clytus. Well, he's not really a friend, is he? He's a sort of sardonic underling. Would you um, want to hang around with him? Well, I'd, I'd like to hang around with him, but on, on a, like a level status. A I, professional. I think, well, he's always going to be employer, employee. <laughs> you can't really you know, unwind and you know chat or play squash, something like that. He's very serious. Like Ming has got a bit of a, a devil in him. But Clytus is just paperwork, isn't it? I would watch a, a sideline film entirely about Clytus. It would obviously have to be a prequel, <laughs> yeah, given, of course. given how things ended up. Yeah. But did you notice the slightest hint of an office romance? 
for Clytus. Yes. As, uh, as it appears, everything's going wrong. And the, uh, the lady, head to toe in leather, she leaves. And there, there is genuine affection there. As, she, as, uh, as Clytus leaves, he, he touches her face and he says, Will you manage without me? <laughs> and she says, I'll try. Oh. It's like, oh, are they doing it? Yeah, That's, definitely. Because imagine that office romance. Sneaking out, like trying to get out at different times so that no one notices. Drinking she, in weird pubs. How does she kiss him? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting point. I did notice, I, I had the benefit of watching this on a Blu-ray. Yeah. And uh, you can qu- you see quite a lot behind the mask that I couldn't, I've never noticed before. Oh, really? You can see his teeth and his tongue, his oh, lips. That's all she needs. True. But he's, he's got funny eye makeup. He's got gold eyelids, but black around the eyes. And I'm imagining that Wingard, being who he was, probably did that himself before he got to set. Well, maybe he just wasn't sleeping much. Yeah. Yeah. Dee-dee-dee. <laughs> Um, but the, the, this all kicks off because he's bored. So they, they f- decide to pick on Earth. You know, right now you would. Yep. And they, they fire down hot hail. Yes, that, that's I thought your weapon like, of choice. It sounds like a porn film. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I imagine when they simply press the hot hail button, it just drops down loads of mags and videos. <laughs> What's this hot hail? Wow, I'm going to go home and watch this. That'll do me. Yeah. But yeah, then we get Robbie called train as an extra. Yes, I didn't. I didn't see that one coming until you, you pointed it out for he me. He literally shuts a plane door. That's, that's the whole job. Oh, no, that that is a man of uh, unimpeachable talent in many different lines across many different genres, and they've used him to shut a door. Well, if you need someone shutting a door, well, I mean, he did it very well. Yeah, but this this hot hail it comes down it, it, when they're on the plane. Flash is sitting on the uh, plane, or is it? Da- no, it's Dale, isn't it? She sits on the plane, and they get this mini hailstorm. And I thought at the first, I thought, is that the hot hail? Because it's a bit crap. Yeah. It lasts for about 20 seconds. It's pretty much just one bit as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah, but then Flash opens up with some of the creepiest lines I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, he says, what were you doing alone? Yeah. When he says he saw her in the hotel. I saw you at the hotel last night. I asked the maitre d' who you were. So just ask her. Yeah. Like you, you're quarterback for the New York Jets. You're perfectly entitled to walk up and say, hiya, you know, mind if we uh, have a chat? If she says no, she says no, you walk away. But probably she won't. He's Flash Gordon. Well, there's no way a man called Flash Gordon would be that sensitive towards a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you just think so? Yeah. Do you think he'd just try and take advantage? I reckon he would. Well, he was pretty creepy, because when he's talking to her, he doesn't actually blink once. Is that right? Yeah, completely stares her down. I'm imagining that Sam J. Jones, cause it, with his act- acting techniques, he wasn't an actor. Right. Uh, I, I think he... It, 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 it barely shows. No. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Dino De Laurentiis, who produced this, his wife saw Sam J. Jones on The Dating Game. <laughs> and said, that's Flash Gordon. <laughs> so they cast him. And if you notice, he isn't blonde. Because yes. there's quite a few times when you notice his eyebrows have been dyed blonde and they just don't, <laughs> they don't look right at all. Um, so yeah, his acting doesn't really shine in this. But no. he, does, he does all right. But I mean, for, for all that, you know, you think the staring at her and saying, I've been watching you, I've been watching you, isn't a good line. At the first sign of turbulence, Dale actually unbuckles her belt, yeah. goes across the aisle and jumps on his lap. So yeah. Maybe we've just been doing it wrong. He was a 21st century man in the 20th century, wasn't he? Sensitive, understood women's needs. Yeah, Yeah. to an extent. Bit creepy. Yeah, very creepy. Should have been on Twitter, really. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this this is when the really unexplained bit happens because she hops on his lap with the turbulence and the pilots are all basically like, yeah, we've got this, before he tells us about his son called Buzz. I felt sorry for that child because not only (laughs) is he called Buzz, but he'll never see his dad again. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. God, bad it's a bit like the wild geese all over again. And, and also, there was a signed match program yeah. in that plane. He's yeah. never even going to get that. Never going to get it because no. it's ended up on uh, in uh, Professor Zarkov's greenhouse. There you go. Yeah, which sounds like a prog album from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> 
again, I would buy that album. I would, definitely. But yeah, this weird moment happens where Ming personally comes and grabs the pilots. This bit disturbs me because this is a very small plane in what appears to be a fairly remote part of North America. I I don't know entirely where it is. And and he makes a personal mission to rip two pilots out. What does he do with them? He must be so bored. Yeah. I reckon he took them back and stuffed them up Clytus's ass. <laughs> but that would explain an awful lot. Because no, you don't ever lot. see them ever again. Like, no. I was expecting, like, I wasn't expecting because I've seen the film, but I was hoping that when they get to Mongo, wherever it's called, you know, when we see the inexplicably cr- criminally damaged lizard men, which I'll get to later, oh, yeah. I was hoping that you might see those type of pilots in a jail or something. Yeah, like on a big hamster wheel in a glass yeah. cage. Yeah, like, like, like an alloying cloth, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I'm doing this for buzz, that sort of thing. <laughs> but we never see them ever again. No. So I don't know what happened to them. Uh, one thing that I really liked was Flash Gordon, who has had one flying lesson. Yeah. Uh, or a, a very, very small number of flying lessons, because he hasn't really covered landing, we later find out. Yeah. At uh, the first sight of turbulence, he says to the pilot, you, uh, you might be smoother higher up. And the pilot, <laughs> absolute contempt, is just, yeah, yeah. It's like, I fly the plane, you, flow, you throw a football around, why don't you just go sit down and shut go up? Yeah. Again, this is this is Flash being Twitter because he's trying to mansplain, <laughs> mansplain to a turbulence. Pilot. Yeah, maybe you should fly up. Maybe you should shut the like, fuck up like and sit down. Bloke who told the NASA engineer all about um, science. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this well, is well what done, happened. mate. Well done. Yeah, we are analog Twitter in this film. We'll get to this <laughs> as we go on. Um, but then we meet Topol. Yes. And I would say that out of two, the, I wrote down here that there's anyone other than Topol having more fun in this film. And then obviously we get to Brian Blessed later and yeah. he's having way more fun. But Topol's having a bloody he's, lovely he's time. He's in his own personal movie, isn't he? He is absolutely loving every second because he only get Porkins from Star Wars as his assistant. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He loves it. And he says now to him, I see it. he doesn't want to go with him. He basically says to Porkins, right, come and get in my rocket with me. Yeah. We're going to go and explore space. We're going to go to the origin of where this stuff's coming from. And Porkins like, no. And then he says to him, right, get your toothbrush and whatever. I want to know what the whatever was. <laughs> but it's porn. It's lo- love eggs. Raining down. But what, what gets me there is he says, going up, and then looks at the space rocket as if it's the first time you've seen it. It's like, you're crazy. I'm not going in that. It's yeah. like, that's been in your living room for, I'm going to say, conservatively nine months Easily. at the very least. Yeah. And you've never considered what its final purpose might be. No, he just—he doesn't think ahead. No, no, no he's he too busy thinking about hot hail. That's his problem. <laughs> I mean, when that much grot drops on your doorstep, well, exactly, it clears your brain. Also, um, Zarkov, like the the rocks come through the roof, and he touches one with a biro yeah. and goes fragments of moon rock. It's like how how do you know that that could be anything? Maybe he's got a biro that goes a different colour when he touches moon rock. <laughs> Maybe Bick made it specially for the film. <laughs> it could happen. Um, so anyway, um, Porkins gets killed by Flash and uh, Dale's errant plane. Yes. And uh, he gets out, and, and uh, Zarkov then kidnaps Flash and Dale. Yes. Which isn't the way you'd expect three heroes to get together, is it? No. By no. gunpoint. It is kind of strange that they all seem to be quite good friends very, very quickly. Very after. quickly. What is also strange is that a plane lands in his greenhouse mm. and slides across, and, and Zarkov's first... Pretty much first words he says are, uh, I expect you want to use the phone, <laughs> which seems a bit casual. It does really, doesn't for it? For all concerned. You didn't hear about that on 9-11, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I went there. I shouldn't have done. Too soon, isn't it? It really is. Uh, yeah, there, the phone's just over there. It's in that space rocket. Well, that's oh. where you keep a phone. Well, it might be one of those sort of novelty phone boxes. 
Yeah, it could be. Doctor, some could people be. make Doctor Who phone boxes in their house, don't they? Well, um, this film would have been made in the 70s, a period notorious for its lack of taste. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if anything in your living room in those days, anything went. Lava lamps. <laughs> Porkins. Yeah, dead Porkins. <laughs> airplanes. <laughs> rockets shaped like dicks. Anyway, so they, they get in the rocket, and within seconds they're away. Yes. And he says to Flash, this is what annoyed me. I don't know if it was in the script or not. I don't know if they made it up on the spot. He says, put your foot on the thing or we'll die. Yeah. And Flash doesn't do it. No. And no. he has to remind him, put your foot yeah. on the thing. Also, you know, you've built a space rocket, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, to do it, particularly in your greenhouse. Wouldn't you just, like, have a brick or something that you could put on there? Yes. Just, like, sellotape it on. Yeah. And then there's, there's just no risk. You no, take absolutely. the risk out of the equation, though. Take right? the human error out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, only one thing can go wrong, and that's if some lummox of an American footballer comes in and forgets to put his foot on the pedal. Well, exactly. Especially as they all get knocked out. Well, yeah. And then that's the bit where this Queen music kicks in, because they get knocked out, and you get this kind of erotic soundtrack. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, good. it's nice. Yeah. I think all the music in this is good. I mean, most of this film is, is an absolute shambles, but there are points where it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, but this bit particularly, where they're all kind of passed out, it feels like any second they're going to start having sex. Yeah. And the music's kind of like really dreamy and ethereal. Or they'll wake up and Freddie Mercury's having sex with them. That could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a possibility. Probably did happen. <laughs> this is the, Can't libel a dead man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> We're this, in the clear. This is the period where he moved Queen to uh, Berlin to make their albums, and they, and they didn't understand why. It turned out because it had such a thriving gay scene. I saw a documentary about it, and all the Queen were just like, yeah, we kept going to Berlin to make records, and at the time we kept thinking, why are we here? We weren't having <laughs> a nice time. And then, of course, Freddie was out all night, every night. Was this the period where he was having house parties where he had dwarves with uh, plates of cocaine sellotaped to their heads? So that you didn't have to bend down too far to think, get a line. I, I think that probably happened all the time. Yeah. So then they land on uh, Mongo. Yes. And, and you get like a golden handshake, don't you? Because the guards literally like, oh, fire yeah. a golden hand to keep Flash on the ground, which I yeah. thought was a bit strange. Yeah, I mean, I'd just grabbed him and handcuffed him. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's future tech. and Future know, tech. We're, we're not expected to understand it. This is pre-Apple. <laughs> and everything was a bit more streamlined. This is, I want to talk about the lizard man. When they're being brought to Ming's throne room thing, the little flying eye thing says, Lizard man, stop, and shoots him. Yeah. I thought, what did the lizard man do? Because later on, when they reach the throne room, there are more lizard men there. Yeah. And they don't get shot. And then later on, when they're in um, Prince Baron's yeah, place. There's one in there as there's well. There's one in there, there, in the jail. Yeah. So yeah. are they like paedophiles or something? Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I don't really want to slag off the costumes too much because <laughs> it, it was better part of 40 years ago. Yeah. But it doesn't look like a giant lizard. It looks like a man who's coming home late from a fancy dress party <laughs> dressed as a really shit lizard. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. that was the only costume left. So maybe that's what he's being executed for. But for having a bad costume? Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, you've had three months yeah. to, to get this sorted <laughs> and you, you've come as a shit lizard. So he turned up on Prince Baron's thing and Prince Baron's like, no, you fucking don't. Yeah, no. Get no in me. there. Sorry. In there. I've got Richard O'Brien, that's enough for me. <laughs> in terms of bad general everything. <laughs> What really upset me there, though, was that, that Zarkov instantly assesses the situation. He says, it's a, it's a police state. Look at them. They're waiting for someone to lead them in, the, in revolt. So he's been there three minutes, he and he's already planning a coup. He's like Mark Thatcher. <laughs> and he does get lost, like Mark Thatcher did. Oh, he does, yeah. Yeah. So yeah a lot. Zarkov knows what's going on, though, definitely. Although, 
Who is it who throws the ball and knocks Flash out later? That, that also is Zarkov. Fucking yeah. idiot. Zarkov fucking it up. Absolutely. That bit's brilliant as well. That That is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. It is. It I is. mean, there, there, there's, there's an awful lot going on there. Yeah. But also, it comes after one of the darkest things in cinematic history. Oh, God, yeah, where he makes that guy. Yeah, where he's getting gifts from mm. all of the various planets in Tributes. the Mongo system. And, and one of the chiefs, he, he says, um, he says, well, we haven't got anything because you've knackered the harvest, you'd be... Yeah. Dick, um, he, d- he says that bit under his breath. Yeah. Um, so all I can give you is my loyalty, and and Clyde is like, well, how far does loyalty go? And very unwisely, he's like, oh, loyalty is boundless. Yeah. Right, I've got all the loyalty, and then he's invited to fall upon his sword. Yeah. And again, I go back. I watched this when I was about five or six. Yeah. And that was haunting. Yep. And it'd be fair, he, he has a good go at an assassination attempt, though trying to stab a man from about six foot away. He probably wanted to get a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, and then he is pushed upon his own sword. It's dark. That's right. It is really dark. And also what's disturbing, if you're a child watching it now, is that actor turns up in Harry Potter as Does one he? of the um, get out Order of, of the Phoenix. Oh, and He's yeah, almost he's wearing aura. the same costume. He's Kingsley Shacklebolt. That's right. <laughs> Showing your knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, so he has been, you know, killed twice. Wow. Well, Spoiler no, alert. no wonder he's so fearless. Well, like, exactly. He's gone through all of that. Um, what's Voldemort compared to Ming? Should have thrown an owl at him. <laughs> they're, they're only really good for taking post. Oh, I they're, don't know. They're not great as weapons. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know so much about Harry Potter? You're not supposed to know that much about Harry my, my daughter's six, and oh, uh, okay. she loves them, so I'm in the process of reading them all, and they are really long, and I don't think we're ever going to finish we're about halfway through book four at the moment but yeah i'm pretty all over potter you ever do a potter pod i'm here for you well it's, it's, it could be in the pipeline jk rowling <laughs> yeah you get these tributes and then he kills himself and then him ming makes dale do an erotic dance now i've got a lot to discuss yeah, here. this is something to unpack yes because she goes like super sexy crazy yeah she's like one finger short of full orgasm <laughs> i mean like that, and there's no consent. No. There's, there's no discussion. No. Uh, he's just basically bringing off Dale in front of everybody yeah. with his with magic sex ring. It's a bit embarrassing. Not as embarrassing yeah. as when Clytus says, Did you, uh, sorry, Ming says, Did you ever see such a response? And Clytus says, No, she even rivals your daughter. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Ming doesn't hand his magic sex ring around the office for everybody no. to use. Therefore, the only way. That anyone can have any frame of reference of what his daughter's... It's like, yeah, and this is one of many occasions where this film goes very Donald Ivanka. <laughs> very Donald Ivanka. That is very Donald Ivanka. But yeah, it's, it's kind of got like horn power, his ring. And it's, uh, it's lethal. Imagine if he'd have tried it on Zarkov and Flash. Yeah, there's also, at the same time, Ornelia Muti, uh, Ming's daughter. What's her film name? Aura. Aura. Yeah, which is one step away from oral. <laughs> which I don't know if it's intentional or not. And I suspect, given the way she behaves in this film, she's always one step away from aura. <laughs> but she wanders into the film. She's basically wearing a jewellery box, and she's got a dwarf called Fellini on yeah. a choke chain. And yeah. again, I watched this film when I was six years old. Yeah. There's all sorts of things conjure up in the mind there. But the best thing is, is then Zarkov says, did you see that? Right? To, to Flash. And he said, what was that? And Flash says, I don't know. But it was pretty sensational. <laughs> but in a real, like, because Sam J. Jones can't emote. It just sounds like he's just seen someone, like, descour a bathroom. <laughs> I don't know, but it was pretty sensational. I like the fact that your go-to sensational moment. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sillip Bang. <laughs> that, in fairness, is sensational. sensational. Yeah, if you'd like to sponsor us, Sillip Bang, please do get in touch. Um, <laughs> 
during the introductions as well. Well, two things stand out here. First of all, Flash Gordon goes full Jason McAteer um, <laughs> when he's asked to introduce himself. You remember Jason McAteer when he was at Liverpool? The, the old story goes that he was signing up some life insurance in which he had to put his name, his profession, and his position. And so he put Jason McAteer, footballer, and then had to turn to his mate and go, what do I put for position? Because I think I'm a midfielder, but the boss keeps playing me right wing back. Yeah. And here is Flash Gordon saying, when asked his name, Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. I'm surprised he hasn't given his passing averages as well. That's that's a lot of biographical information, and and rather more than was required. But, of course, Flash is quite naturally wearing his biographical information. Yeah. I have never been shy in the past of criticising Cristiano Ronaldo for his you know, arrogance and yes. preening. Mm. But I've never seen Ronaldo wearing a shirt with his own name written across the front of it in fire font. No, that's a Paul Pogba move, isn't it? That's a lot of personal branding for what was, uh, as far as we're aware, just a routine flight home yeah. after a short city break. Well, you know, you have to keep on brand. Well, you've certainly done that because even, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but even after he's executed, his coffin's on brand. Same font as You're well. You're quite right, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a nice touch. Do you reckon he brought that with Mirth with him? Well, <laughs> keeping the transfers in his suitcase just in case. Yeah. If in the event of my death, <laughs> please ensure my space coffin is endorned thus. Well, it's sensible. <laughs> I mean, if he's flowing, if they fire him out into space and someone finds him, yeah, they know like, who Who's is. this bloke? Like, well, now we, now we know who You know, at the beginning of is. Aliens when they find Ripley. If she'd have had Flash written on the front, and then there wouldn't have been this palaver. No element of doubt. So then Flash takes on all the guards in a football match. Best scene in the movie. Yep, and then you get Ming, almost FIFA-esque, saying, are your men on the right pills? Fantastic. Yeah. Fan- and, and a question that, that needed to be asked. It did, because they were rubbish. <laughs> I mean, even, um, I was going to say Zlatan, Zoltan <laughs> takes out a couple with his little claw hand hammer thing. And uh, uh, one of the little guys pokes one up the bottom. With, with his sword. So everyone's, right. everyone's lending everyone's their hand. Having a go. Dale's cheerleading. Go Flash, go Flash, that go Flash, go. That is disturbing cheerleading, though. She's really good at it. Well, it just seems really just sort of like over the top. The problem is uh, Flash is clearly concussed at the start of this. And then he plays American football. Um, which, uh, Do you think that's him just like going into some sort of instinct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like the, the footballer who gets hit on the head. And, yeah. Uh, he says, I don't know who I am. And the manager says, quick, tell him he's Pele. I don't know what the end plan is, because he's basically just running up and down the throne room, knocking them over. I think it would have been like that Wimbledon match that went on for about a week. <laughs> I think if they hadn't have knocked him out, he'd still be going like the end of the film. Not even Dalton would be like, this fucking idiot. But I particularly like Clytus when he says, uh, you fools, he's playing some barbaric game. Now match him, like yeah. this. Like, don't match him, shoot him. Yeah, just fucking... Just shoot him. It's yeah. a waste of everybody's time. That's how they let the Empire slip from their fingers. When this film starts, Clytus is apparently second in command to a several planet-wide empire. Mm. And it's this sort of shit that's why the, why the film ends very differently. That's why an idiot from another planet can just walk in and take over. Yeah. They've got um, complacent, they've got yeah. lazy, yeah. and they're just useless. It happens to all empires. It know? does, look actually. At, look at the Romans. Very yeah. similar story. Yeah, all, they think about, all people think about now is the roads, you know? Well, maybe the Mongo Empire is particularly well-paid. Well, it didn't look like it, did it? No, not really. There's no evidence of that. No, the only thing that looked well-built there was Ming's Castle. Yeah. Even that was susceptible to um, invasion at the end. Well, actually, I think all the money's going on the Hawkman's entirely unnecessary flying palace. They can all fly. They've got these thrusters going off, lifting this massive yeah. palace up in the air. I don't like Just that. Live on a rock. We've seen plenty of floating rocks. Live yeah. there. Live and on the also planet. Also, the carbon footprint there is ridiculous. It's appalling, isn't it? Yeah. No wonder the sky looks so funny. Yeah, probably them. <laughs> Fucking time wasters. Uh, who, who gets? I've written down here, lying bitch. Who gets called a lying bitch? I've got lying bitch written <sighs> down as well. It's uh, Baron. 
when uh, oh, Aura says, yes. go, go back to your planet, I'll be there in a tick, I've just got to sort something that's that it. isn't entirely dodgy. Lying bitch. Lying bitch. That's not a healthy relationship. Dalton is, is off the chain in this film. He drops bastard, bloody bitch. He's really, really... He has no respect for your conventions. <laughs> Kids film, fuck off. <laughs> lying bitch. Could you tone it down a bit? This is for children. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what would happen if I said lying bitch to my wife in any kind of domestic... <laughs> She'd probably kill me. Yeah, same, and same rightly here. so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm trying to imagine the director trying to tell Dalton to turn it down. A bit. <laughs> yeah. Again, he'd probably kill him. Can you just say, "I don't entirely trust you, lady"? Say, so, or just say something like, "Yeah, all right, lying, whatever." Lying bitch. bitch. But I like Baron for that. Well, his um, yeah, his candor. I like it. It's refreshing. If you were his mate, you'd be staging an intervention. Though, I'd rather you? be his mate than Clytus's, though. Really? Yeah. I love Dalton. I mean, Clytus is pretty much in control, whereas Prince Baron's obviously in this appalling relationship. It's utterly doomed. He's a cuck. <laughs> or is sleeping with everybody. Yeah. Um, the Doctor, mm-hmm. quite possibly her dad, given the way she uh, curls her fingers around his beard. And, and the Doctor is Howard from Ever-Treating Circles. Get out! Really? Yeah. God. Sans moustache, but it's him. Better if he was like... <laughs> I just keep on learning things. Yeah. Every day is a, every day's school in Smash. <laughs> I think that's what they say anyway. But I wanted to ask a question, because Flash is then put in his prison with his um, helmet with spikes on it, on the outside for some reason. Yeah. And, and then there's a dwarf in the jail, and I've just written down here, why is there always a dwarf in jail? <laughs> In sci-fi films. I was thinking, the first thing I thought of was Legend. They go into jail in Legend and there's a little dwarf in there as well. When Terry Pratchett, the dwarves tend to be particularly quick to temper. Is that so, right? Yeah. You, you'll always get an angry dwarf there. So mm. may, maybe it's a similar thing. Maybe it's dwarf canon. Yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a trope. Can, can someone listening look in and see how many dwarves are in jails in films? <laughs> yeah. I, I bet the percentage is really high. I bet it is. Yeah. I think it's just like set dresses, just like, right, well, we need a jail cell, we need some like tethers, we need some... Skeleton bones and a dwarf yeah. in the jail. Hey, my daughter's getting into Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe and Prince Caspian as well. Mm. Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, there's a fawn. Yeah. They're, they're very small. Um, and then in Prince Caspian, uh, the dwarf, who is the guy from Game of Thrones, is uh, first spotted as a prisoner being thrown off a boat into a lake. Well, there you go. So the, the evidence continues to pile up against the fictional dwarves. These are the films, right? Yeah. Because when you said the bloke from Game of Thrones, I thought, what, the, the <laughs> character from Game of Thrones was in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? C.S. Lewis was a visionary. Say, J, what's his name? G, George R. R. Martin. Game. New Game of Thrones book's called The Tits and the Wardrobe. <laughs> um, but it's a very stylish execution. It's, it? it's really good as well. The music, yeah. Brian May whips out his... Uh, six string as it were and plays a lovely sort of or is that the wedding later I can't remember oh, he definitely does it for the wedding but I think there's queen style music for the execution there's, there's some there. lovely keyboard work and it's like the kind of oh, yeah. Ming's theme is kind of like <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like a sort of like really fat guy in a porn film <laughs> but Ming's really classy like he turns up in black he's yeah. brought, brought a goblet of booze you know it's, it's an event oh, yeah. for all the family it's a proper um shindig for him isn't yeah. it watching someone get killed and to be fair like Flash when I go I want to go in leather jockey shorts they are very small shorts aren't they're they they're very small shorts but that's I mean I don't think I look quite as good in them but, but that's how I want to go I think you'll have more charisma though <laughs> <laughs> I think there's the difference I think the shorts have more charisma I think they did I'd, I'd rather if he died and the shorts just carried on for the rest of the film but <laughs> that's just being a bit mean I did think of a Harry Potter connection though because I thought Wingard and I thought Wingardian Levosa oh yeah so if at one point he'd have flown could have said that yeah but he didn't so no, it's just no. r- ridiculous that I wrote it no, down nice that you were ready for it though um, but I, I just wrote down here look Ming's men all look like how I imagine the alt-right to be <laughs> like if you went behind the curtain of all alt-right accounts 
<laughs> you know, because you've got those little, like, um, gas mask goblin men. Yes. The red Imperial Guards from Return yeah. of the Jedi, but with a gas mask. Yeah. I imagine those, a lot of people would shout the word cuck or snowflake. <laughs> And then I thought that... Bottom hurt. Yeah, exactly. And then I thought that the Ming is basically Trump. Oh, I don't know, though. No, because Trump... Do I have to be careful what I say here? Yeah, probably. I, I think Ming is uh, he's obviously a cruel and malevolent, but, but there seems to be intelligence there. That's true. There's some, some level of planning. Yeah, I was, was going to say that Clytus was Bannon, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But Ming at no point appears to be winging it. And, and I thought that the one that's in Clytus, you know, says, I'll see you later, that could be Hopkins, because she's quite angry. Yeah, but and Clytus has got style. Flash. When he's brought back to life yeah. by Aura, he says to her, after, after Aura basically says, I love you and want to have sex with you, yeah. Flash says, we have to save my friends. Right. And I thought there's a deliberate use of the word friend there. He doesn't want to spoil his shag by saying, save Dale, the woman I love. Yeah. She said friends. It's, 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 it's the sci-fi equivalent of taking off your wedding ring. Because <laughs> he's, not, he's not saying to Aura at all. I don't know I, for sure if I'm in there, but yeah. I might be in there. Yeah, so I'm going to hedge this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the wonderful scene where she's going to teach him how to fly. Yes, and, this uh, is the worst flying lesson ever. It is definitely against all standards. Yeah, you can't fly over Stiffy. No way. Absolutely no way. appalling. Only, only one man did, that's Sully, but he managed to you know, style, <laughs> his, style his way out of it. <laughs> what are we doing in a river, Sully? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, oh, that's just daydreaming. Did he say, God, this woman's really turning me on? <laughs> what are you talking about, Sully? <laughs> Maybe what happened was is that the, the Flash was accidentally transmitting to Sully instead of Dale. <laughs> what the hell's going on in my head? But this is really like a Flash man. You've got to try. Like If you get caught, you've got to try and get out of it. Because he's having his face licked while he's having this you know, weird phone call with Dale. And he says, or he thinks audibly, oh my God, this girl is really turning me on. Mm. Dale says, what? And he goes, um, forget I thought that. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't think that's possible. And Dale's like, what? And he's like, uh, it wasn't about you. Yeah. It's like, of all the things to say yeah. at that point, if he's just been audibly heard thinking, oh my God, this, real, this girl is really turning me on, the safest option is to go, I'm sorry, it's just the sound of your voice. It's yeah. really turning me on. I was talking on. about you. Want, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't want you to, to know all of that. He's an idiot. Yeah, he is he an really idiot. He really is an idiot. Yeah, he don't think he's Trump. <laughs> It's got the same hair and everything. Blonde, yeah. stupid. Hang on a minute. Yeah, we're onto something here. Yeah. But then I also mentioned we go to Zarkov's mind, which is fucking dark. Now, yeah, I, I need to I need to focus on this because mm. it goes backwards, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it runs through his life all the way back to that weird bit where he's being pulled out of his mum's. Fanny. Yeah, and uh, so it's going backwards. Sorry, I said Fanny. I don't know why. <laughs> That's I said all right. Fanny. It's all right. It's it's should have been more scientific. <laughs> So we're going back in time through Zarkov's life. Mm. So we see him dancing with his wife by the side of the pool, yep. then throwing his wife in the pool, yeah. then his wife is dead in the <laughs> pool, and then he covers her dead body with a blanket by the side of the pool. So that means, if that's backwards, that Zarkov found his wife's body under a blanket, threw it in the pool, hauled it out, danced with it like <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Now, if that's the case, yeah. I don't think the, the epithet <laughs> mad scientist is really, really enough <laughs> He's off the chart. He really is, yeah. Maybe Porkins is his wife replacement. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then you get him looking at you get him as a child and you get this Hitler picture and then that's when um Titus oh. says the immortal line. Mm. Now he should promise. <laughs> Which is worrying, really. It's a nice line. Yeah, but this is what me got me thinking about the alt right. 
you know, at that point, you should have got Ken Livingston popping in and saying, I'll tell you something. <laughs> it have made a bloody good Minister of Agriculture. <laughs> so then she talks about going to the secret pleasure moon. Yes. We go back to Flash and Aura, and she talks about going to a secret pleasure moon. Yeah. You know, we've all got one of them. <laughs> I haven't even got a secret pleasure room. <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, as long as a Sherlock has got his thought palace. <laughs> and, you know, a secret pleasure moon. What would you have on your secret pleasure moon? No, I think it's just space. <laughs> just a bit of peace and bloody quiet. Yeah, I'm married with children. A pleasure yeah. room to me would just be like somewhere I can go and just, just chill out. It's just a sofa, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. A pile of paperbacks that you've been meaning to read. Yeah. Oh, and also, I meant to say, when we're talking about Flash talking to Dale, he says to her this line, which is not appropriate, fake him out, girls know how. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's dark. Isn't that's it? horrible. Yeah, that's cynical. Yeah, I, I don't know like that at all. He's obviously, he's been hurt in the past. Yeah. But taking that hurt forward mm. to all other women, I mean, that's, that's not going to help anyone. No. He needs to deal with that. That's essentially saying women are objects, and I don't like that. No, no. But more about, you know, more about this Bond podcast another time. But <laughs> yeah, but then um, Dale gets given this drink. Yes. The content of which we don't know. I'm assuming yeah. it's like special brew or something, because it gets <laughs> her drunk really quickly. <laughs> and... Um, and she swaps with... Was it Suzanne Danielle as the other woman? I, I couldn't know. tell. It, was, I, I, it all happened so quickly, Your Honour. But I couldn't <laughs> tell. Um, so, yeah, then Ming pops in for his afternoon shag, as, as you do. Yeah. Well. And, and finds that Dale's fucked off and swaps her. Well, it's mad. He's horny as fuck. He's yep. got a waterbed filled with extras. Yeah. And, and he starts filling them all up. And, and then he finds that it's the wrong one. So yep. he throws the girl across the bed. And again, yep. my mum let me watch this when I was six. Yeah, all sorts going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, never mind the, the this woman's really turning me on moment, which, as a six-year-old, how do I even compute that? <laughs> think, what, does he, what, does she, what does he mean? Is he a robot? Yeah, is he, yeah, some sort of appliance. Then we cut to, we cut to Peter uh, Duncan. Yeah, another memorable scene. Brilliant, because I remember, yeah. and I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong, but I do remember him going on Blue Peter, or being on Blue Peter, and talking about this scene. Oh, really? I don't know if this is before he was on Blue Peter. Maybe they showed it later or something, but I remember him talking about it on Blue Peter. Because uh, he was a bit of a hero of mine as a kid, because well, yeah. of Duncan Dares. I thought that was the greatest show in the world. Basically, this film cast the wrong hero. Definitely. We'll keep Peter Duncan alive a bit, he'll, he'll climb something. Because Peter Duncan's Jump got something, something that some Sam J. Jones hasn't got, right? He's, he's a daredevil. Yeah. He's done some grot, so he knows how to treat ladies. And uh, he's an attractive man. Well, very much so. And yeah. this particularly in the prime of his life. Definitely. But, like, I've got, I've got more issues. You'll oh, be right. unsurprised to know. Oh, go on. They live in trees, right? <laughs> yeah. Transparents, like. like the Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't see any women there. Um, now, it may be that they're somewhere else, um, but there don't seem to be many of the, the tree people around. And John Osborne's there as well. Really? Yeah. You know, with the beard, he's like, you have to put your hand under the tree. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of a Vic Reeves character. <laughs> that, that's playwright, famous playwright John Osborne. Good God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, they have very few men. Yeah. And they waste them on these arbitrary death games of chance. Yeah. It's like, no wonder they're all under the yoke of a dictator. Yeah, and no cucks. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Girlfriend's cheating on a bloke from ever-decreasing circles and her dad. And you're killing off the prime of your and youth. And the bloke who can't act. Yeah. Dalton should say, why are you shagging him? I'm a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> well, by that rationale, Brian Blessed should be getting everything. He should. He probably is. He does a bit of ass pinching, doesn't he? He does a little. Yeah. Apparently that was improvised. Well, really? Yeah. It's problematic, isn't it? It is a bit. Like him delivering babies on, in parks and that sort of thing. What? He did an autobiography a couple of years ago. But he told a story about how he was walking in a park in the 60s and a lady who was heavily pregnant went into labour and he delivered the baby. 
and bit the. Wow. Uh, oh no, he didn't. Apparently no, so. No, of course he would. You can imagine exactly him doing it, like then screaming afterwards. It's a boy. <laughs> Dive. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, Keep your head down. True story. Yeah. He, uh, for reasons I still don't entirely understand, he sat behind me in a press box at a football match once when really? he was doing co-commentary for a local radio station. Wow. And this was only like the second game I'd ever covered. So I just figured this sort of thing happened a lot. So you have this press box where most people are miserable and stressed and busy trying to write a thousand words of stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. And then at the back of the press box, you've got, Diaby! <laughs> booming out every five minutes. He was, uh, he was lovely. I spoke to him afterwards, and he, he smelt a bit like a wet tent. He's a mountaineer, he, isn't he? he? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's absolutely allowed to. Yeah. Um, but he was, he I have was heard lovely. he's an intense actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Switch off now yeah. and get better. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, but he, I don't know if you've ever heard of a sitcom called Fun at the Funeral Parlor. No. Oh, it's brilliant. You know Reese Thomas who did uh, Brian Pern? No. You've not seen Brian Pern? No. Get out. <laughs> anyway, Reese Thomas did a sitcom called Fun at the Funeral Parlour about these uh, funeral directors in Wales, and they used to have celebrity guests each week, and one of them was Brian Blessed, who'd been kidnapped. Yeah. And there's a lovely scene at the end when they release him, and he says, anyway, I've got to go now. My dear friend Gordon Burns has died, and I'm attending the funeral today. Oh. And they said, Gordon Burns isn't dead, and he says... No. <laughs> Gordon's alive. <laughs> it's a very funny moment. I've, I've never heard from anyone who has met Brian Blessed and has been denied that quote. Like everywhere he goes, someone will say, "Can you say it?" And he'll do it as if it's the first time he's ever been asked. Do you know about his funny foot? Uh, no. He's got a funny foot. Really? Yeah, his foot got run over once, and he's got like a flipper for a foot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Google when you get a moment after this. Google search Brian Blessed foot. Okay. <laughs> it's essentially like you know, 150 years ago, he'd be in a circus, <laughs> like, like a flipper. He would. He'd be next to the elephant man. Does it affect his swimming? Does he sort of always <laughs> just veer off in one direction? I reckon he goes really fast in circles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd have the elephant man and the shouty flipper man. I love the fact that in the film, as far as we've got, Brian Blessed hasn't even turned up. No, I know. It's going to go on for three hours. It really honestly. is. Um, um, I can't even remember where we got the, to. The game. The game where you... you oh, I, yeah. I call oh, it, the, the tree call stump it. game, yeah. yeah. What do you call it? 
well, I'd, I'd say I call it a game. It's, it's not much fun. It's like Game but, for a Laugh. Do you remember Game for a Laugh? <laughs> yeah. You used to have a thing where you put your hand in a box and it was like a spider or a blancmange or something. Or a scorpion that would sting you into three days of insanity and certain death. Well, it's like a sweaty scrotum, this sort of thing. <laughs> With a hook. Hmm. Wouldn't you just like put put your hand in? I mean, yeah. you, you won't be able to see this, dear listener. But, yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to like claw up my hand and then like just make it look like your arm was going in. But in actual yeah. fact, you're sort of curling your arm Cheating. inside. Yeah. yeah, they've probably got so, something for that. At the very most that the monster could do would be kind of lightly graze your wrist. I reckon if they catch you cheating, they let you pick your knob in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, to be honest, in terms of reach, yeah. Well. <laughs> I think that's a safer bet. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you mean, but yeah, I think so. Uh, as long as I'm not getting flying lessons at the time, obviously. Well, obviously. Yeah, if, that's probably why Aura's there, to make sure no one cheats. But the, the best bit is when Richard O'Brien... T- oh, no, we should say, Peter Duncan sadly perishes. He does. Sadly. Yes. And, and, and I thought he, was, he equips himself quite well as an actor. Yeah, 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 he did did perfectly well. He doesn't stand out as being bad or anything. No, and he's no, got that absolutely. green blood. Everyone in this has got different kind of blood. Have you noticed? Yeah, yeah. The the chief who gets sordid, um, he's got blue. Blue, blood. yeah. Peter yeah. Duncan's got green. Should yeah. be blue, Peter. Yeah. Well, you think, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ming later on, hasn't he got like bluey purple blood? Yeah, bluey purple. I think. So you know, fair play to them. Yeah, exploring, not being boring. <laughs> um, but then Richard O'Brien turns up afterwards and says, "Look, I've got a plan to get rid of Flash Gordon." And then Dalton says to him, keep playing your bloody pipes, fool. <laughs> Which I like that line. Especially when Dalton says bloody. Everything's bloody with him. Yeah. It's like he's been hanging around with John Osborne too much. <laughs> so angry. Don't look back in anger, Baron. That's what I'd have said to him. In the meantime, Aura is now in possibly the, the most highly sexualized scene. Yeah. In that she's in a red cat suit, clamped to a table with her legs pulled apart, being whipped. With the camera basically looking right up her jacksie. Right up her bum. No, I, I mean, I only watched it the once, just to, just to make sure that, that all, of, all of those things were happening. Inaccuracies are in That moment reminded me, have you seen Naked Gun? Yes, but oh, I think it's the struggling second, for the link. It's the second <laughs> one, I think. When Jane, uh, Frank Drebin's ex-wife, is explaining to a sketch artist what the bombers look like. <laughs> And then when they take the pad off of him and start looking through, it's just pictures of women whipping each other. (laughs) And all I could think of is, can we get another director, you know, the one that lives with two guys? (laughs) Because it's a a woman whipping another woman. Yes. While Wingard looks on. Yes, because at one point, and I I did have to rewind this scene a few times, but not for the reason that people would be thinking, because Clytus shouts out what sounds like, prepare the todger! (laughs) And it took me like four listens to realise he was saying, prepare the torture. Yes. But in this film, Todger almost seems more likely. I don't know what boar worms are, but boar no. worms seem very bad. I'm imagining those things from Wrath of Khan that they put in the ears that oh, you go mad. Yeah. I'm imagining that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, they are horrible. But then, I like the bit where they say, um, she says, oh, your dad, my dad will never let this happen. And then just cut to Ming and he's eating an apple or something. He's just yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, hiding in the shadows, yeah. having a pie. Yeah, <laughs> that would be much better if it was a pie. <laughs> Frey Bento, <laughs> straight out of the tin with a fork. All right. You all right, love? Go on, oh. do what you like. <laughs> Not fork-like. Oh, and, and the, other thing we, the other thing we discover here is that Clytus fancies Aura. Yes. Uh, and the weirdness of this on so many levels. He mm. fancies his boss's daughter. His boss's daughter is sleeping with, well, everybody, yep. but including his boss. She's the galaxy's bike. He seems to be, like, hiding from this heartache in a relationship with the angry woman in the head-to-toe leather. It's a classic case of punishing the person you love for not loving you back. Yeah. And even later, Ming basically says you can have her if you want. 
Yeah. He says, uh, we're going to put her in the frozen freezer, where it's called. Yeah, to, to like cool her temperature. For a year, and then when well, she comes back, you can marry her. I'd be like, well, she'll probably have frostbite yeah. and stuff. Yeah. She lost her sense of humour about the whole thing. I was thing. wondering if freezer, it sounds a bit like frigid. Yeah. Kind of, it's suggesting that people who go there won't have any sexuality anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Lorenzo Semple Jr. Who among us is? Who is, yeah. really? Then we go to Voltan's house, because Dale has escaped by this point. Yes. And has been followed by Zarkov, who is now an activated agent. Except he's not really. Yeah. He tells Dale on the way, look, all I did is I remembered Shakespeare. Yeah. And I remembered the Beatles. And that'll do it. Yeah. If ever you're being brainwashed. Just, yeah. Just sing the Beatles in your head. I'll be all right with the Beatles. I'm not so good with Shakespeare. So I hope um, it doesn't happen. Probably better with Shakespeare than the Beatles. To be really? Honest. Yeah. Well, I know, I know the famous, you know, you know I'd, say, I'd have to say the best of Shakespeare is what, <laughs> <laughs> is what I know. <laughs> Whereas the Beatles, I'm a bit more in depth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they all end up there. Um, in, in the meantime, Flash Flash has escaped. Yep, he escaped the giant. Um, the thing that always scared me a bit as a little kid when Flash gets out of the quicksand, which again bothered me. Yeah, and then he lies down on that giant bollock thing. That was good. Yeah, that terrified me as a I kid. Mean that, we're talking about a fairly deserted-looking forest. Yeah, and this monster's only hope of food. Yeah. Is, is if a passing humanoid lays down in its mouth. Stupid one. <laughs> there can't be many of them left. Not really. His only hope is lizard men, who seem to be disposable. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible outfits. They're really bad. I mean, no they're getting cares. what they deserved. Um, but that swamp drowning was probably the most disturbing swamp drowning since the horse in the Abs- never-ending story. I was just going to say the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Horrible, because he goes right under. And, it, and the fact He's, that it doesn't look like water, there's a lot of soil in there. So yeah. it's really be awful yeah but it's his hair his immaculate blonde hair is yep. the last thing to go under yeah much like uh, Azrael's beautiful white mane <laughs> oh it's so sad wasn't oh it? gee I couldn't watch it now yeah uh, it came on when we were at university and uh, me and a few mates were watching it one hung over Sunday morning and the horse drowns and everyone's just like oh just go go, go make a cup of tea everyone want a cup of tea it's very sad. It's sad. That's a very that's a film tinged with sadness because you've got Bastian's mother being dead as well. Well, yeah. And he's being bullied. Oh, mate, this has brought me right down. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Well, what might cheer you up is that Flash then arrives at Zoltan's palace, floating palace. Yes. Carbon footprint nightmare. And Prince, him and Prince Baron have to have a fight yeah. on a giant paracetamol. <laughs> Again, uh, it's a great scene. Yep. Uh, I've got some issues. He says, Article 17 of Ming's law, no prince of Mongol to be taken prisoner without right to trial by combat. That is weirdly specific. It's very specific. How often does this happen that they've actually got an entire article of law devoted to it? But also they're like, oh, yeah, no, he's got us there, old old Article 17 trick. Who do you choose to fight? And he goes, him, and points at Flash. And this is a man who's defied half the royal guard. He's escaped from the forest world. Baron's own traps, yeah. and he wants to fight him for yeah. survival. Idiot! I know, he's just asking for trouble, isn't he? But this, this Article 17 thing, it feels like a Monopoly card, doesn't it? <laughs> like you have won first place in a beauty contest, you have to fight Flash Gordon. <laughs> but like, wouldn't you pick like the weediest looking hawk? I'd pick, uh, yeah, what's his name? You know, the one who says, keep your head, and he tells him later, keep your head down. Hero? Yeah, I'd yeah. pick Hero, because he, he looks... He's only winged me. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> Can't even do your job properly. Um, but they have a fight, and this stuck with me a big time when I was a kid. I really liked this fight, and I still really enjoyed it. I'm sorry, I've got to stop you there. I haven't given enough time to Flash and Dale. 
yeah. meeting up again. Yes, sorry. And she says, boy, have I got some stories for you. He mm-hmm. says, save it for our kids. Yeah. She says, ooh, I accept. They've been together and conscious in each other's company for a cumulative total of about 17 minutes. Yeah, that's I mean, true. They are, they're both rushing into this. It's not going to last, is it? You don't... You don't but they do say, uh, quoting speed, they do say that people are in a crisis... Yeah, get, you know, feel closer afterwards. Yeah, but Sandra Bullock also says that the uh, majority of relationships formed in a moment of crisis actually fail very quickly. Oh yeah, which comes to pass when it's Jason Patrick yeah. that she's uh, alongside in Speed Two. That gets me quite emotional, actually. Speed Two, as in, my God, so what have they done? Yeah, <laughs> why would you follow a film about a very fast car with a very slow boat? <laughs> why would you follow that film? Why, why, why wouldn't you just go? You know what? We've made a really good film there. It's very exciting. It's got quite an original concept. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we should just stop there, do something else, maybe something about, I don't know, space aliens or something. Flash Gordon. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll go down the 80s path, make a sequel, but make the two be T-O-O. So they used to do that a lot, like Team Wolf 2. Yeah, look who's talking to. Two, yeah. Yeah. The Jerk 2. Splash too. I could go on all day. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, then then they do have a fight. But, But like you say, though, it is strange that they're... Instantly in love, and he's talking about kids already. It's like, calm down. Yeah. You don't know. You could be after this experience. You could be sterile. <laughs> There's a lot of spikes on that. There's a lot of spikes. Radiation. Yeah. How much radiation Space does he radiation. go into? Yeah. yeah, he's travelled half the galaxy. He gets gassed. We don't know what that's going to do to his body. No. He gets brought around, but it could like drain his balls forever. What's in the syringe? Yeah. You know, it could be DDT or something. Yeah. yeah they, they don't check these things. No, they don't. Why whips for the fight? There, there are a number of weapons you would go to yeah. for a fight on a floating paracetamol. Like I would probably go either daggers or, or clubs. Yeah. Or may, maybe like net and trident. Net and be, trident's good. Yeah, that Safe. could be nice and retro. But, but who... It, it's, that, it's that sketch artist again. What, what weapon should we go for? Uh, whips? <laughs> Two men and whips. Yeah. 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 We've done ladies and whips, now men. Yeah. What, what? Two fine specimens of men, by the way. Absolutely. I'm also I'm, I'm very moved by the fact that Baron, before the fight, takes off what looks like a very expensive pair of leather driving gloves and tosses them into the vortex. Yeah. Which either means that he's got a lot of pairs at home. Probably. Or he's got no confidence in winning this fight. He's just like, well, I won't be needing these again. I think it's the former. Probably yeah. got loads of them. Yeah. The amount of people that have died on that stump, he probably has their gloves after. <laughs> well, if they're wearing gloves in the first place... It's like it that joke, you know, problem. good news, the bad news is I'm going to have to amputate your legs. Good news is the man in the next bed wants to buy your slippers. Hey. It's that with gloves. <laughs> yeah. Bad news is you've been stung by the scorpion. Good news, <laughs> Baron wants to buy your gloves. <laughs> he just cannot get enough pairs. Cannot. He wears them on his feet sometimes. Keeps tossing them into gaseous voids. And, and the gloves. <laughs> hey! hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> Halfway through the fight, mm. uh, Dale pipes up. Yeah. Flash, 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 I love you. But we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. The implication being that Flash is scratching his nuts and playing PlayStation. Yeah. He's like, I'm busy being whipped by Timothy Dalton on a spinning paracetamol. And now there's spikes, Dale. Yeah. Now there's fucking spikes. Now we've got the first indication of their relationship's not going to yeah, work. Nothing is good best. enough. <laughs> nothing is good enough with this woman. Tell me how much time we've got left when I'm not about to die. But then they do. They, they come to a... He saves Baron's life because Baron gets flipped off the paracetamol. I don't mean with a finger. <laughs> and then he saves him. And then Baron realises this is a good man. And he says a line that's made me well up a bit. He cool. says, where you go, I follow. Oh, that's nice. It's beautiful, yeah, isn't it? That is nice. Yeah. That's nice. And then he, he knows he's got a friend. Yeah. There. But he hasn't got a friend in the Hawkman, has he? No, they bugger off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very good, is it? You've invited, you've invited them around your house. 
Watch them fight, then you fuck off. Yeah. Just because right. uh, Ming's Ming turns up, doesn't he? Ming turns up with uh, Warlock and Ajax, and yep. you know they're, they're they're all there. And Clytus comes out, and uh, again, my mum let me watch this when I was six. Clytus is hurled on the spikes, and his eyes pop out of his skull. Yep. His tongue is hanging out, all bloated and swollen. I wonder if that's something that happens to his spe- species when they die. Because <laughs> it must be horrible if, if, say, you had a heart attack and then just goes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's disturbing. C- can I see Gran one more time? No, it's best you don't. Definitely son. not. Can you have an open don't. coffin? No. No, 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 I don't think. We can't spoon them back in. We've been trying all afternoon. It's not happening. <laughs> um, but there's a lovely scene here of Ming and Flash yeah. shooting the shit. We're not so different, you and I. I love that scene. Yeah. Is this when Ming has got the uh, hair helmet on? Uh, the shiny one. Yeah, yeah, I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, I, I would. Really good. I would wear one of those. I have to say, Max von Sydow is brilliant. Oh. Listening. oh, he he thinks he's in a proper film, doesn't yeah, he? He does. He's like, this is a proper film. I mm. watched Flash Gordon when I was a kid. I'm going to nail this, mm. and as long as I do my bit, then this will be a great movie, and no one will be making sarcastic podcasts about it forty no, years down. Definitely the line. not. No one. No. I'm, I'm going to nail it. Absolutely. But again, I I have a problem here. Mm-hmm. Ming. Offers Flash the planet of Earth. Yep. He says he'll, he'll, he'll stop trying to destroy it and he'll give it to Flash. Now, if he doesn't, then Flash dies and Earth is destroyed anyway. Yeah. If he does, then Earth is saved and, and Flash lives. I mean, he, uh, there's something I want to come back to as well on this. Uh-huh. But that, that is basically the deal. Mm-hmm. And he says, what will happen to Dale? And Ming's like, oh, well, well, I'm marrying her, mate. Yeah. Um, but you'll have Earth. And all just to, I don't know, is he trying to cock block Ming? But he basically dooms the entire Earth to destruction and himself. Yeah. For no good reason. Dale's still going to have to marry Ming. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's just a bit selfish. It is really, isn't it? Because yeah. has, has Flash ever heard the expression, there's plenty more fish in the sea? <laughs> Especially when you own the sea. Well, one in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, exactly. Yeah. I've seen and that graffiti. If, if, that, if that one is the entire planet of Earth. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, this is 1980, he could have gone out with, like, Lorraine Chase. Um, Jan Leeming. Jan Leeming. <laughs> Wincy Willis. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Ev- everything is open to Flash. I mean, why stop there? Anne Diamond. Oh, Selena Scott. Oh, God, we're hitting our greatest hits here. We are, aren't we? Um, but yeah, he turns him down. And he also, at this point, Ming gives Flash a new vest. Because before, oh, Flash yeah. has got like, this red vest on. Yeah. And then when Ming turns up, he's got this shiny black and red one with the Flash logo on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he brought it for him. Again, on brand. I found this in Lost Property. I think it might be yours. <laughs> Took it off some bloke, we gassed, and then we oh, put two and two together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask a question, though. Hawkmen, mm. they fly. They've got a flying palace. Yeah. Why have they got a rocket cycle? I don't know. It's like a fish owning a submarine. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but luckily for Flash, they've got one. Yeah. And he, and he makes and it use of it. it just happens to be in the, the one place he tumbles. And full of petrol. You're full of petrol. <laughs> Presumably with some kind of primitive sat-nav yeah. as well. Yeah, he's, he's, well, you know, he says he's flying blind, doesn't he? Oh, of course he does, yeah. yeah. That is also, this is Brian Blessed, who's been doing Shakespeare since long before we were born. Yeah. And they make him say, flying blind on a rocket cycle. That should be his epitaph. Poor man. I think that was on his grave. Here lays Brian Blessed, flying blind on a rocket cycle. Yeah, that's what I want on mine. Yeah. But then um, Aura gets told she's being exiled in the morning. And all I could think of was the song. I'm getting exiled in the morning. (laughs) 
Yeah, because she's she's effectively now a traitor. Yes. And, she's going, and this is when Ming says to Clytus, you can have her after a year. I'm sending her to the freezer, like Walt Disney's head. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, you can have in a year. And and she is hurled into his brothel. Yeah. Where in uh, yes. a remarkable scene, she has a full-on pillow fight. With again, Dale. choreographed from the sketch artist from Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> then, what should we have them doing here? Pillow fight. But then yeah. it gets very Donald Ivanker all over again. Mm. When she gives him some poison and she says... My father always drinks a power potion before he makes love. Yes. Now, I'm just going to say that Ming's not the kind of person who's going to talk about needing Viagra over, over the breakfast table. He could be, though. So the only, per- only way that Aura... Yeah. yeah, it's not good, is uh. it? It's first-hand experience, as it were. Uh. It's not nice. Also, Aura says, I never knew what my father was until he let Clytus put the boar worms on me. Yeah. So in... Only the short scale of this film, you've seen your father kill many, many people. And how were you not noticing this, Ivanka? How did you not notice you were complicit in this reign of terror? Well, there you go. Yeah. The, the, the parallels are staggering. They really are. But you know we talked about Topol having a nice time, Brian Bress is having a nice time. Oh, God, Sam yeah. J. Jones is never, not having an, as nice a time ever as when he's on his rocket cycle. Oh, yeah. He's loving <laughs> The that. wind flying in he's his hair. He's literally beaming as he's flying along on this rocket cycle. The reality is that he's, he's <coughs> basically like, he's in the Pinewood Studios, isn't he? On yeah. a rocket cycle hanging from a bit of rope yeah. in front of a green screen. I bet it was his first day. He was like, whee! Yeah. I love being flashed <laughs> on. But then you get the best cutting to, it reminded me of, you know in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail with, uh, tell me again how whale's intestines would be used to present earthquakes. <laughs> right. You cut to Baron and Zarkov chained onto a wall and Zarkov goes, Tell me more about this man, Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, oh, I, want to th- I want to hear that previous conversation. <laughs> he, might, he must have gone, hey, I'll tell you what, you know who got out of this. <laughs> who? Houdini. Who's he? Well, he was an escapologist. What, what's that? But also, like, he, he will obviously have said, like, so Houdini used to escape out of stuff, and, and that was his thing. Like, how much of that story needs repeating <laughs> in, in the short time that they're in there? Well, they're bored, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about Houdini. We know that Zarkov's kept his entire giant head intact by singing Beatles songs. Yeah. I, he's probably a good <coughs> conversationalist. He's probably got a lot. You well, know, before you have to start repeating stories. If you do it from the other way around, all Baron's got to talk about is trees or, like, <laughs> bollock monsters. <laughs> trees or executing the cream of his young warriors. Yeah, or ruining Blue Peter. <laughs> Yeah, by robbing us of one of its greatest... <laughs> thankfully, survived. Being trapped in a loveless relationship. My mates keep telling me we should break up, but I don't know, I just think I can change her. You sound like a cuck, mate. <laughs> That'd be one of the guards. Yeah. <laughs> There's great graffiti on the wall, I don't know if you noticed this, next to them. It says, long live Flash. Who put that there? Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's some quick turnaround. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, but then you get Dalton being released. And you get the greatest line ever uttered in science fiction history. Go on, do it. Freeze, you bloody bastards! <laughs> Which I love. And he gets to, and he takes up that, the best bit is when he picks up that giant fucking machine gun laser thing, yeah. sees the stand and thinks, fuck you, stand, and kicks it over. <laughs> but no human being, I think, has ever looked that cool. No way. He's, he's wearing, his, he's, he's got his like, woodman outfit. Yep. He's got a massive gun. Yeah. Kick the stand over. Yeah. He looks comfortable with it. He looks great. And you know what? He did two James Bond films, and I really like him, but he's never looked cooler yeah. than when he's got that gun. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, I'm with you. Oh, I'm with you. I've, I, was, I was thinking about Ming's wedding vows, because we cut to Ming's wedding. And it's like, do you, I, I, you've probably written it down. I haven't. But I just thought that they were taken from Jim Davidson's second wedding. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's talking about, if you displease me, I'm going to throw you into space. <laughs> <and> that sort <laughs> of thing. 
which obviously they changed and knock you about a bit. <laughs> Did you think it was weird that the wedding ceremony in the Mongo system is exactly the same as the, the Christian yeah. wedding ceremony? Yeah, and even the same theme tune. Yeah. Played by Brian May. <laughs> yeah. But like all, all the same structure, all the Absolutely, same Absolutely, yeah. It suggests one kind of overarching religion, like galaxy-wide. Yeah. You know. It's, it's going back to the Prometheus. Really Scott is. must have watched this it and really thought, is. you know what? Yeah. Make a film out of it. You're going to do a remake of Flash Gordon? No. Think about <laughs> dick worms. Oh, I tell you what, though, there is an idea. He would be good. Yeah. Except he can't tell stories anymore. Well, I mean... He hasn't got to go far to make this one better, has he? Not really. No, there's not many improvements. It won't be as this memorable, though, will it? No. I mean, this no. is intentionally campy, isn't it? Is it, though? Because I think it is. I was watching a few programmes about it, and, and uh, apparently uh, De Laurentiis, he was most perturbed by every, every time they were going through the footage, all the crew were laughing hysterically. Oh. It's like, why were they laughing? Mm. It's like, um, do you think this is serious, mate? God, this is awkward. Yeah. But I love it. Well... It's it's certainly memorable, but you also get the when when, when um, Flash manages to get onto the rocket Ajax and uh, bring bring it into Ming's wedding and interrupt the wedding. Yeah, you know it should, the only way that would have been better if they'd have done the if anybody's got any reason why this wedding shouldn't go ahead, and then Ajax <laughs> comes in and skewers Ming. That would have been perfect. And then he'd have jumped out the cockpit and gone, "Me, fucker," <laughs> something like that, you know. Yeah, and, and I, uh, the battle with the Hawkmen before that. I'm not a scientist. Can you electrify clouds? Um, yes. I mean, there's moisture in there, so I figure there's something to... Mongo clouds? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, Mongo clouds yeah. you can, especially when they're just like droplets in water. Well, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. It's just the, the thing I'm not comfortable with is you've got like banks of computer engineers with those funny glasses on yeah. who are capable of spotting a foreign object entering the system from thousands of miles away. Yeah. And this Ajax spaceship hasn't got enough radar to penetrate a rain cloud. Yeah, it's true. And spot 2,000 Hawkmen on the other side. But at this point, haven't the glasses men all been killed? Oh, Timothy God. Dalton whips off one pair of glasses and they all blow up. Oh, God. And yeah. that is disturbing. That I is watched disturbing. this film when I was six. Yeah. They've got vacant eye sockets with... Wires poking yeah. out. Yeah. Like blue, green and yellow as well. Just like a standard three-point plug. <laughs> so they were earthed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was a problem. Maybe it was. <laughs> the wedding goes ahead, and yeah. Oh, it, sorry, no, go on. Sorry, there's still so much. Oh um, yeah, sorry. I mean, Brian Blatter saying dive. Oh, sorry, we can't go past that. Can yeah. we? Jesus Christ! And keep your head down. <laughs> keep your head down. Brian Blatter saying dive, but also the captain of of Ajax, the warship, saying stop all engines, repel borders. I would do completely the opposite. Just go really fast. Yeah, they're, they're Hawkmen. Surely they can't keep up with a spaceship. Or at the very least, just like tip upside down so that they all fall off for a bit. And their wings don't seem very sort of aerodynamically sound, do they? No, they seem very heavy. Very. I know bumblebees aren't really supposed to fly. But, but their wings move a bit, don't they? They're a little bit. It's like a token effort yeah, of flapping. Lazy arching. It's like that film Condor Man. Not that bad, obviously. No, but, no. But yeah, it's in but the same ballpark. Be, yeah. Also missing one of the greatest pieces of dialogue ever, where Zarkov says... They've changed the code. And Timothy Dalton says, I've changed too, Aura. <laughs> she says, I've changed as well. Yeah. It's like, D- D- Timothy, mate, you're not the one who needs to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. Like, stop blaming yourself for the ruination of this relationship. You weren't the problem. And then you get the nice payoff there where Zarkov <gasps> says, uh, I can't remember what he says. I now. thought it was one of the prime numbers of the Zima <laughs> series. I haven't changed. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> 
It's one of the best best bits of the Again, film. Again, Topol just having a bloody yeah. lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get Brian Blessed soon after that saying that line about, that must be some planet you're from. <laughs> Again, oh. Shakespearean actor. Yeah. There's still so much here that I, I need to talk about. Um, <laughs> Just go, go. Uh, so Ming gets stabbed. Yes. Ming falls over. Ming dead. Yeah. And then the uh, Kent Brockman floating robot <laughs> yeah. comes in. I, for one, welcome our ant overlords. <laughs> by saying, long live Flash. You've saved your earth. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Can I get you a cup of tea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please don't deactivate me. Yeah, basically. Um I mean, that that is some pretty kind of pragmatic robot thinking. It sounds like he's about to open at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> it's way out of it. So, Voltaire walks out, Hawkman, yeah. and he says, Baron is the rightful heir. Yes. Okay. So, presumably, it's not one of those constitutional monarchies where it can go to either gender, because mm. then Aura would be the queen. Yeah. Which isn't unusual. I mean, Britain was that up until about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So why is Baron the rightful heir? Are we suggesting that well, Ming's his real dad? Hair, black moustache, yeah. piercing blue eyes, British accent. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Baron is Ming's son? Yeah. And that's why he's a rightful heir. In which case... Mm. Oh my goodness. Ooh. I wonder if she's shagging her dad. And her brother. No, and her doctor. Anything goes. Yeah. It? Everyone but poor old Clytus. Yeah. Who is, is also Who, judging dead. by his tongue and eyes, I don't want to see what his package looks like. <laughs> but then Prince Baron, a winkle. Prince Baron, oh sorry, King Baron now. Yeah, yeah. Takes two seconds to make what I consider a critical error of judgment. Oh yes, yeah. He has been at war with the Hawkman for an indeterminate period, but we're, it seems to have been quite a long time. Yeah. So the first thing he does is make the uh, Voltan general of all the armies. Yes. He immediately signs over. <laughs> All of the armies uh-huh. to a man who's been his enemy up until about half an hour ago. Yeah. I think there's going to be a coup. Yeah. I think there's going to be a coup, and I think it's going to happen within 24 hours. You might be right. Yeah. Although they do seem to be friends at the end, but that might just be a big act. Probably is a big act. I mean, mm. you know, Voltan's king of the Hawkmen. You don't keep that position easily. No. You have to be on your toes. You have to be politically aware. And it's at this point that you can see this constitutional monarchy, galaxy-wide system, starting to collapse. Yeah. And then you think, actually, of all the people we've compared Ming to, is he actually Saddam Hussein? <laughs> you know, he's, he's a rum fucker. Of yeah. that, there is no mistake. Yeah. But is he somehow holding it all together when he falls away? Yeah. Does everything just collapse in on itself? Seems like it. Baron's nobbing his sister. Yeah. He's handed over the army. Voltan takes over. Flash Gordon's going. Mm. But where's Flash Gordon going? The Earth is, is, is being approached by the moon. Yeah. The moon is getting closer. Anyone who knows a little bit about spring tides will know that it doesn't have to get much closer for the water levels to go up. Yeah. So if it's been getting closer periodically over a period of, what, four or five days, you're probably talking like planet-wide tsunamis. Indeed, earlier in the film, um, where Ming is offering Flash Gordon Earth, he says he, he seems to imply that the Earth has been ravaged by natural disaster yes, already. Yes, he does. Yeah, and the clock doesn't stop ticking. And as far as we can tell, the attack on Earth is still happening right up until Ming dies, one second before the destruction period. But yeah. when the Moon gets that close to Earth, it's not like it's going to just sort of ping. Unless Ming's last thing to do was uh, just before I die, replace the Moon back to where it was. 
Earth is probably gone. Everyone's yeah. probably dead. Yeah. Flash had the chance to save humanity, and he turned it down because he was upset about Dale. Everyone's dead. Dale says she's a New York City girl, but I don't think there's a New York City. Oh, God. This is also sad. But also, are we saying that Flash is essentially sort of the Western allies invading Iraq and going off and leaving it in a fucking state? Buggering off. And, yeah, it We're collapses. At any time now, there's going to be a barren spring. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be trouble. We were doing so well. I know, I'm sorry. Sorry, I couldn't resist <laughs> it. But then you get um, Flash saying to Zarkov, can we get home? And he basically says, I don't know, but we'll have a go. Well, under that, I need more confidence. It's not very reassuring, you, is it? You get an easy jet pilot saying that. I'm not getting on the plane. <laughs> can we get back to Stansted? Oh, I don't know, but we'll have fun on the way. That's no, it. not good enough. Yeah. I'll, get the, I'll get the boat, mate. I don't really want to be in enclosed spaces with you again. <laughs> the last time <laughs> why are my pants on inside out Sarkov when did you regain consciousness where are my kidneys <laughs> oh, why are you wearing them as earrings <laughs> um, so there you go Flash Gordon and I uh, sat down to watch this and I bloody loved every second of it I did press pause a lot did you what, I mean, to, to make there, notes yeah or? I mean there was mm. so much yeah. there was so much but no it is it's a ridiculous film yeah it's Probably not a very good film. I don't think I'm going to let my daughter watch it at six the way no. I watched it no, at no, six. No, no. I think I might wait until she's 34. A lot of explaining to do. There really is a lot of talking. Yeah. But it is, you cannot imagine, I mean, possibly the process could be so flawed that a film like that could be made again. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine it ever being released again. No, this would Getting, never get happen. No, no. Never get, no, there's too many, too many incestuous, weird yeah. things going on and... I mean, you can only assume that the studio heads and the distribution, I mean, they were just surely drinking a lot. Cocaine, probably, wasn't yeah. it, at this point? Ah, uh, we spent all the money. Because it wasn't a cheap film, was no, it? No, no. It, it may look low budget, but it, at the time, that was that was a lot of money and to it, chuck at a movie. I was reading today that it did well in the UK, but it performed poorly everywhere else. So that says a lot, doesn't it? I would love to read contemporary reviews of that film. It's yeah. all right, it's a bit weird, there's a lot of incest. But there you go. Well, Game of Thrones theory, isn't it? Well, exactly. Oh. Yeah, it would, it'd work as a TV series now. Maybe that's what we should be doing. Maybe we should uh, get laptops out and start working on a treatment. What, for Game of Thrones, Flash Gordon style? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Flash Gordon, Game of Thrones style, yeah. I should say. Game of Thrones, Flash Gordon style would be terrible. Really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. But I'm going to ask you the quick fire questions now. Okay. Because I didn't used to do this in the side specials, as people probably know, but I thought, fuck it. What's the point of having someone on if I'm not going to ask them okay. the Bond questions? So. Here we go. You're probably not prepared for this. Not at all. Here we go. So, in your opinion, who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? Um, I'm, in, in my opinion, Roger Moore is my Bond. I'm not oh. just saying that because of uh, his, his sad passing recently. Hmm. It's just everyone has the yeah. one that they identify with. And it must have been just the first films that I watched were Roger Moore. Um, when I saw one with Sean Connery, although in adult life I've gone back and watched it and Sean Connery's obviously very, very good, Roger Moore will always be, be my Bond. Yep. Okay, and what's the best Bond film in your opinion? Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Excellent. It ticks every single box. It's got the great baddie in Christopher Lee, it's got the beautiful Bond girl in Brit Eklund, it's got a great weapon, it's got a great sidekick, it's got great stunts, it's mm -hmm. everything. Okay. Who is the worst Bond and what is the worst Bond film? Who's the worst Bond? Probably, I mean, I, 
I thought Timothy Dalton was all right, actually. I thought the films weren't good, but he I don't think he did anything too bad. And I never really had a problem with Pierce Brosnan. I'd probably have to be lazy and go with Lazenbury, but I, I, I don't really think any of them were, were that bad. No. As for the worst film, I watched Goldeneye the other day, and it was terrible. Oh, dear. It dated really, <coughs> really badly. And Quantum of Solace was pretty poor. But, yeah, no, probably, probably Goldeneye. So, next question. Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Small Bone, Good Head. So, can you think of a Bond lady name off the top of your head? <laughs> Veronica Great Flange. Oh, that's brilliant. That's in the top ten, definitely. <laughs> um, so, give me your best Bond film title that you just made up. I would go with Doctor Bone Cruncher. Doctor Bone Cruncher. That's yeah. good. Cause it sounds like a car as well. Yeah. So a yeah. Lot of is intrigue. it a machine yeah. or is it a man? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the mission, basically. Again, let's get this treatment written up, because <laughs> they'd probably take it at the moment. We'd right. take it on Veronica Goodflange alone, I think. Well, and compare it to Quantum of Solace as well. well. yeah. Yeah. Um, a, hyp- a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Simon Templar the Saint and James Bond 007. Who wins? Oh, James Bond. Good. All right. Yeah. And finally, you are stranded on an island with Connery, Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan and Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if that fails, who do you eat first? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Connery to lead. You yeah. know, he's got seniority. Yeah. Um, it, one of the darker, you know, bleaker, more pragmatic Bonds, certainly. And probably, you know, if we're we're going for, like, the, the era when they were Bond, um, then um, I think Roger Moore always looked like he had the best meat on him, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, he never went to fat, no. but there was, there was, like, a little layer of insulation there. Yeah. Enough to get the flavour out, yeah. certainly. You get, get a couple of those ribs going. You know, maybe one leg that you can just get a few thin slices, <laughs> marinate that, get a decent sauce. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, you could do a few fingers, those like little little dipping things, get a kind of hot sauce. So it depends what kind of island you're on for for your herbs S- sauces. and stuff. But I think Roger would, um, he'd give a lot of meat mm-hmm. and a high calibre of meat. Well, R.I.P. Roger Moore, obviously. God bless him. Yeah. God, bless him. God bless him. Well, Ian McIntosh, thank you so much. It's, it's been, been a genuine a pleasure talking to you today. It's so. been a genuine honour being here. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.